and welcome back to Let Your Genius Emerge podcast. This is Julia Bright, your host here. Can you feel spring in the air? A little bit? What about your mood? Is it getting better? Does the renewal of nature make you more impulsive? Would you just want to go out and leave work early or call sick, have a pajama day? Have you already done it? What did you call it? Spontaneity? I wonder if we could agree on the difference between spontaneity or impulsiveness. You might have noticed that I published a short episode about the terms we are going to use in this episode. I will also follow up with a few stories about experiments on self-control on Thursday. So, from yesterday's story, you might remember King Seth and King Indy. We had six good gods on Seth's side. Self-control, self-discipline, self-regulation, willpower, delayed gratification, and impulse control. On King Indy's side, there were gods of temptation, indulgence, urge, desire, and they pulled in instant gratification and impulsiveness. What did all that create in King Indy's army? Distraction. They lost their focus. They could not go and fight because they wanted everything instantly. That is what happens to us on an average day. According to studies, we fail to control our impulses half of the time. We might say no to a chocolate croissant for breakfast, but then give in to a hamburger for lunch. We have more self-regulation energy in the morning, but it gets depleted, so we have less ability to override impulses later on. Oh, we do know what we are doing, we just get mentally exhausted. When we lose control, what are the urges, the desires that come over us? What temptations are there we want to indulge in instead of focusing on our goals? What pauses our journey to fulfillment create a pit stop that can temporarily or permanently derail us from our path and lose sight of what is important? I'm being overly dramatic here because the following vices can start as just enjoying it, then craving for more and becoming dependent on it, finally being addicted when you cannot live without it no matter what, meaning that you sacrifice your and other people's safety for it too. Here are eight that I could find. Food. Sugary, salty, fatty food. These are the cheapest and most addictive. Profit-making food industries, gotcha. Alcohol, ancient and works everywhere in the world. Wine, beer, spirits, straight or mixed. Number three, drugs, painkillers, street drugs, anything that is addictive and numbing. Number four, sex. It can be just an energy output collecting trophies besides becoming an addiction. Number five, money, absence of control, of budgeting, mindless spending, carelessness. Number six, gambling. It can become an addiction easily. Just one more. It's my lucky number. Number seven, compulsive buying, collecting, definitely a compensation for something. Number eight, social media, games. And it isn't even about people. Just mindless videos becomes a dependency and addiction. 
Most of us do get trapped from time to time, and we just need to admit it and get out of it as soon as we can, or as soon as we realize it. Stop extra spending and stop eating unhealthy food. That is when we need self-control. Say no to goddess temptation or desire, or just delay it as much as you need it to. Let it become a reward if it needs to be after you fulfill your needs, but let your needs to be your priority. Did you notice that none of these have anything to do with your needs at all? They are mere distractions that will harm your survival and your future life. They all can ruin you financially. They can all affect your thinking and behavior. You might not even find the people you would have envisioned yourself associated with, and you keep compromising with yourself. So now you know what you don't want to get trapped in. So how can you avoid it then? Well, self-control is, as I said, an energy source that can be depleted. In studies, tasty milkshakes or sugary gloopy mess did the trick, and both groups did well on self-control tests compared to the group that just read magazines. But as eating sugary food is a slippery slope, so better idea is having a nice protein snack to gain some energy back. Self-control is also a skill that remains very consistent over time. Some people are born with more than others. The so-called marshmallow experiment at Bing Nursery School, where preschoolers were told that they can have one marshmallow now, or they can wait 15 minutes and can have two, was a really interesting one. The researchers left but had cameras in the room and watched what the kids were doing. Some kids could not resist and ate the marshmallow anyway. Some, however, tried different strategies. They turned their backs so they couldn't see it or they played peekaboo with the marshmallow or petted it like a house pet and talked to it for 15 minutes. Years later, the researchers followed up on these people that became adults and found that the ones that could delay gratification were more successful in life, had better mental and physical health, and developed healthier relationships, including less divorce. They were less aggressive. The third is, in self-control, that it is like a muscle. And it can be trained. With constant practice, you can become skilled at delaying gratification. It is very useful when you need to meet deadlines or want to work towards an important goal of yours. There are exercises to gain self-control too. Before we part today, I will give you some suggestions on how to exercise your self-control muscles. Did you think about the definition of self-control? For that, we need to define what the standards we are living by, day by day. Did you think about them? They are your family's traditions on Sunday dinners, or birthdays, Christmases. They are your religious rituals, the way you pray or when you go to church. The customs your ethnic groups practice on different occasions, when you get together on your special holidays or gatherings. They are the regulations of your community that you live in, like right now when we wear masks, the rules the schools and workplaces come up with, and the laws that our governments pass that all citizens have to obey, otherwise we fall out of the acceptable range of society's behavior. 
The most important, however, is how you integrate all of these into your own personal standards. And finally, what are your personal values? That, overall, will tell you how much self-control will be needed to adjust to all other standards. So what would be the definition of self-control then? When you override an impulse so that you can agree with all standards for what's appropriate. What is the standard? As we said, rules and laws of your society, the regulations of your community, customs of your culture, the rituals of your religion, and your personal values. Because if you don't do it, you will be conflicted. You will not be in harmony with those standards anymore. Whenever you act impulsively, you will feel badly, you will blame yourself, your thoughts will affect your feelings or vice versa, and then you do more stupid things. Again, we see the emotion, behavior, thought triangle. So whenever an impulse rises, you override it so you can agree with all those standards. So what is self-control or willpower, impulse control or self-regulation? So there is the cybernetic theory. The root of the word is Greek, and it means to steer and navigate. So you kibernetes, navigate, act or behave appropriately. Anyway, according to the cybernetic theory, the first phase is your test phase, when you test if your behavior is acceptable. When you are at a funeral, for example, you get in, look around whisper, you check what you should be doing. Second phase is the operating phase. So you are now exercising the practice as you think is working for you, is it? Phase three is another testing phase that will ask for feedback that will hopefully reinforce your theory. And if it is working, you go to the exit phase and stop. If not, then you are going back to the first test phase and try a different behavior and you will operate on and test for feedback again. So if you had tried to go smile and cheer up murners in a funeral, your feedback sent you back to try a different strategy. Test, operate, test for feedback, exit phase, back loop to start again or stop. I also mentioned two parts of the brain that are important in willpower. The monitoring center is the anterior cingulate cortex usually works just fine. That means that no matter what time of the day it is and what we do, we are very much aware of what we are doing. Monitoring is usually not the issue when it comes to self-control. The blood flow is the same way on fMRI, functional magnetic resonance imaging studies. The difference is at the reward center, the striatum. Interestingly, psychopaths have an enlarged striatum and a lesser prefrontal cortex where our executive functions are. So less blood flows to their monitoring center, the anterior cingulate cortex, and more to the reward center, the striatum. Well, I need to leave some more information for you for next Tuesday too. So now I give you some tips on how you can increase your self-control. Please note that just as exercising your muscles, exercising your willpower can become a daily and lifelong habit if you want to be good at it. So first think about how you can integrate it into your daily schedule. Because it can be depleted, you need a good night's sleep every night. That will ensure a good replenished energy reserve for the next day. 
So far, so good. Have breakfast. Just having breakfast itself gives you calories that you need for control. Okay, so everybody sleeps and most of us eat breakfast. So you just need to watch for the quality of the sleep and the quality of your breakfast. You can also strengthen your self-control psychologically by daily affirmations. I asked you to start a journal before. You can continue to write down a few more lines in it. What is important to you? What do you believe in? What are your values? They are not easy questions. They might change. Just write a few ideas down as they come. How and why do they make you who you are? What gives you a sense of purpose? How and why? How do they connect you with others? After you formulate your thoughts, you can revise it from time to time. Meantime, however, you need this for your daily reaffirmation, just to know what makes you happier. This reminder will recharge your self-control batteries, and you will be better equipped to deal with new challenges later in the day, dealing with difficult people, impossible situations, or traffic jams. I will give you more suggestions on Thursday, along with some examples of interesting animal studies. Until then, look us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Let Your Genius Emerge or Humanly Genius, and our website, humanlygenius.com. Become our patron on Patreon, Humanly Genius. I will talk to you again next time on Thursday. So don't forget, explore, think, create, communicate. Let your humanly genius emerge. Grow and become your authentic self. Talk to you later. 